Hey everyone, this is 30 Day Trek. I'm your host, Luke Annand, and in this episode, we are covering the fifth episode of the first season of Star Trek Picard, Stardust City Rag. This is the one where, in order to rescue Bruce Maddox as part of Picard's mission to find out about Soji, her people, and what was behind the attack on Mars that was supposedly done by synthetic beings similar to Data, him and the crew of the La Serena have to go to Stardust City on Free Cloud and, disguised as low-life criminals, exchange the recently boarded Seven of Nine to Bejazel. Maddox's captor and a criminal businesswoman who captured XBs, former Borg drones, butchered them for their implants and sold them on the black market. Along the way, Raffi, Picard's former exo post nemesis, finds her estranged son who wants nothing to do with the alcoholic conspiracy nut her mother has become. And Agnes, who joined Picard on his mission in order to find Maddox, her colleague and mentor, is harboring more than one secret in regards to him. Coming at the exact halfway point of the first season, Stardust City Rag is an episode that exemplifies the first season of Picard. While the complaints that fans have over Discovery I think are egregious, the criticisms that I've seen in regards to Picard I can't help but agree with. While I applaud the decision to make this series not TNG 2.0, but a serialized story set 20 years after Nemesis, and focus on a Picard who had walked away from Starfleet after the destruction of Romulus, as seen and referenced in Star Trek 09, and a 9-11-esque attack on Mars, I agree with the criticism that the series took way too long in getting the plot going, was all over the place tonally, had too many new characters to introduce and set up and brought up new and cool ideas only for them to be either underdeveloped or dropped and the problems that the series had were on full display here opening with a flashback of Icheb, one of the Borg children that Voyager had rescued in season 6 of that series, getting his eye surgically ripped out was a bit of gore that fans had issues with. And while it's not entirely out of place for there to be gore in Star Trek, I direct your attention to Mirror Universe Odo exploding in a splatter mess in Crossover, and Lieutenant Commander Remick similarly exploding in the season 1 TNG episode Conspiracy, this was a case of Star Trek trying to be dark and edgy for a modern TV audience that just did not work, especially since it was one of the more fun episodes of the first season, with Rios looking like a pimp, and Picard with an eye patch and doing an over-the-top French accent that makes John Cleese in Monty Python and the Holy Grail look nuanced. Although that actually worked for me, since one of the more subtle in-jokes about The Next Generation is that while Patrick Stewart is arguably the best actor who has ever been on Star Trek, Picard himself is a terrible actor, as seen with Beverly only giving him one-line roles in any of the plays that she directs. Upon rewatching the episode for the podcast, it's difficult to separate it from the rest of the first season and judge it on its individual merits. And I'm sorry, but Pachisel has to be one of, if not the stupidest name I have ever heard in all of Star Trek. And try as Nikar Zadigan might with the role, I can't take her seriously with a character name that makes me think that she took a hot glue gun and bedazzled her, well, you know... But despite the criticisms that I've just mentioned, this is one of my favorite episodes of Picard for one particular moment. When it was announced that Jerry Ryan was going to be reprising her role as Seven of Nine on Picard, I got excited. Because as two people who had been assimilated by the Borg and then had their humanity brought back to them, Picard and Seven would have a better understanding of each other than everyone else they've met. Them sharing a moment together is a scene I always wanted to see. And after rescuing Bruce and Seven giving Picard a beacon in order to contact her if he needs her, we finally get that moment. After they brought you back from your time in the Collective, 
Do you honestly feel that you regained your humanity? Yes. All of it? No. But we're both working on it. Aren't we? Every damn day of my life. It's a small exchange, and it may not have been high on the list of things fans might have wanted to see, but in that moment, Picard the series delivered on its promise to me. As for the rest of the episode, I also loved the scene between Rafi and her estranged son and how heartbreaking it was to see this woman who would eventually be proved correct with her conspiracy theory still be rejected by her son who is just trying to move on with his pregnant Romulan wife. I like Vup, the Beta Inari played by Dominic Barres, who I know as Victor Bono in Feud, Betty and Joan, and Jerry Summers in the recent Dr. Death limited series. And being a lifelong Trekker, the role was a dream come true for him. And while I understand the recasting of Ichev, since Manu Interyami had aged since the end of Voyager and the Ichev flashback is set 13 years prior, it sucks that Bruce Maddox's original actor Brian Brophy didn't come back and they went with John Ailes instead. Instead. Nothing against Ailes, but for a series that brought Jonathan Del Arco back to reprise Hugh and a franchise that would bring back even minor characters decades later on other series, it's a shame that we couldn't have that continuity for Maddox since he was a big part of the first classic episode of The Next Generation, Measure of a Man. The episode was directed by Trek veteran Jonathan Frakes, and while he would show up later as an older Riker, I love that he's still directing episodes of Star Trek to this day. And the episode was written by Kirsten Beyer, who started off as the novelist who eventually wrote all of the Voyager novels set post-series, and has now become one of the key creative team members for Modern Trek. And while I thought this series was the brainchild of novelist Michael Chapon, upon research, I found that she was the one who was behind the idea for the series. And as for other Trek Easter eggs, Stardust City has both a Quark's Bar and a Mr. Mott's Hair Emporium, and the Tranya that Maddox drinks in the opening flashback is a favorite drink of Baylock's from the Corbomite Maneuver. Join me tomorrow when we look at the season finale of the first season of Star Trek Picard. If this episode had the scene I always wanted to see, the finale gave me the scene I didn't know I wanted, but finally got. Live long and prosper, and also, live well.